Welcome to another episode of Give and Take, a podcast inspired by friends and family to have a conversation. Give a little, take a little. This week, I feel like a lot has been taken from me. My peace of mind has been taken from me. And I feel that I just feel so critical of the people in my life. Not so much because you've done anything to me, but because I feel that there's not enough understanding of what you can be doing or how you can influence people going forward. I I ask you this question. When was the most recent time you were afraid of someone when you realized they were black? When did someone's blackness intimidate you, terrify you, scare you? When did you realize you were a coward? The the moment that you realize that when you see a black person, you think that you are threatened. When did that first happen for you? Or when did it most recently happen? Because what I look at these instances of police brutality that are becoming so, so common. I look at them and I wonder... When are we going to address not just the bias, but this overwhelming fear that society has of black people? And now some people who will listen to this or some people that you engage with, you ask them this question, they will be defensive. I have never been afraid of a person because they are black. And I say, do not lie to yourself. This is a rhetorical question. You can be introspective. I want you to critically analyze things in your life. Now, obviously, most people are not saying that's a black person. I'm afraid of them. But do you have a scenario where there is a large black man, larger than you? Maybe you feel intimidated by his size, the strength that he that you feel you feel that his strength looms over you. His presence possesses his presence presents a threat to your well-being. Have you ever been in a scenario where you engaged with a black woman who is speaking up for themselves, but is defined as being aggressive, confrontational, angry? The These coded language, when you go into areas, you call them ghetto. When you go into black Uh, predominantly black spaces, you call them ghetto or sketchy. This kind of coded language is where you kind of start to understand more that you are intimidated by blackness. Because here's the thing, unless you have direct knowledge and understanding of reason to believe that you are actually in danger, oftentimes these perceptions are made off of your, uh, assumptions and your generalizations of people's circumstances or how people look. You look at a place and you say, this is sketchy, this is ghetto, I am in danger, and you do not know that. You do not know the people there. You do not know that at all, but you have made that determination. You have determined that you are afraid of the blackness of the space because those words are coded to be, and unfortunately, oftentimes coded to define blackness. Last week, the videos of the assault. Let me actually get the name of the 
Army Lieutenant. Want to get his name properly. Um, in Virginia, uh, there was a car stop uh, stoppage of. Let's see. His name was Army a uh, Second Lieutenant in the Army Medical Corps Corps. Uh, Karen Nazario. He was stopped by two police officers who believed he had missing tags. His tags, though, were in the rearview mirror of his recently purchased vehicle. Now, before identifying why they had stopped him, guns drawn. Two police officers flanking the vehicle, demanding that the army lieutenant in full uh in full camo in full uniform say get out of the vehicle get out of the vehicle hands up get out of the vehicle nazario asked politely de-escalating better than most police officers that we know of recently de-escalate better than they trying to understand why he's being pulled over because he understands he has rights he has the right to know why he's being pulled over. He has the right to know why the guns are being drawn on him. He has the right to stay in his vehicle if he's not being arrested or being suspected of a crime. And as far as he knows, he's not being suspected of a crime. Yet the guns are drawn and they are flanking. And then one of the police officers pepper sprays uh, the Army Lieutenant Nazario multiple times. Multiple times. And that is just the first thing that we are aware of in the last week. Then we have the murder of Dante Wright, where Dante Wright, who a few years ago as a young man, Dante Wright, who died, who was murdered when he was 20, was caught smoking a joint one day, something that many people, many people listening to this right now have done. Caught smoking a joint, was given a misdemeanor, uh, conviction paid a uh, charge with a fine, $200 fine, was given a payment plan. But during the pandemic, he missed the payment. The police department sent a notification to the wrong address. That notification came back. And then when they got that uh, notification back, instead of simply sending it to the right address, they put out an, a warrant for his arrest for misdemeanor and a $200 fine. The police officers one day encounter Dante Wright in his vehicle with his girlfriend, and they pull him over for what an, what was either a tags, sorry, a tags or registration violation, which he was not in violation. Uh, that uh, the mother had the information that he, uh, the violation was in protocol. And then what became later, when that didn't uh, sit well, the police said he was pulled over for having an air freshener in the on the wind rear view mirror, which is by far the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And within seconds, they have they have forced Dante out of the vehicle, attempting to arrest him. He is attempting to resist as he is not sure why he's being arrested. He has committed no crimes, nor has he been informed as to what crime he has committed. And uh, upon trying to return to his vehicle, a 26-year veteran of the force has claimed that they were reaching for their taser, but instead grabbed their gun, which is on the opposite side of their body, 
and shot a round into Dante Wright, murdering him. And that was what I was upset about yesterday. And then today I hear about the, the tragedy of Adam Toledo, a 13-year-old Chicago native who was murdered by a police officer for complying. Mind you, a 13-year-old boy was murdered by the police for complying to the officer's orders because the officer was called, according to NPR, the officer was called in response to shots fired. The officer was in pursuit of a man believed to be one of the suspects that fired a shot. He engaged with that suspect. That suspect broke away. The officer uh, continues upon his pursuit. He comes across 13-year-old Adam Toledo. 13 years old, but what the officer sees is a black body, a threat to his life. And within 10 seconds of engaging, put your effing hands in the air. Effing drop it. Adam Toledo, a scared child, has put his hands in the air, nothing in his hands. And the officer, within 10 seconds of engaging with Adam Toledo, Gun already drawn has fired one shot that has murdered Adam Toledo, a 13-year-old child that was a bystander, that was an innocent, that had nothing to do. He was not charged, and he did comply. He did comply. He did not know what was going on, but his hands were in the air, and there is video that I refuse to watch, but he was shot with his hands in the air. He was complying, and he was murdered. And I ask you this question again. When was the first time you were afraid of blackness? When was the most recent time you were afraid of someone for being black? You looked at them and you thought you were being threatened, that they were being aggressive towards you, that their presence was a threat to your well-being or your happiness. I ask this question because I ask, we need to address not just the bias in society, but the cowardice of society. The police are supposed to be the bravest among us. And yet they are the ones that murder us upon sight because they feel, and this is one of the favorite issues, I felt like my life was in danger. And yet we have these vi- we have these videos that tell you otherwise. That their lives were not in danger, that they just didn't care about the life that they took. That within seconds they determined that a black body was a threat. And my mother really gave me good advice here. She said, I've been posting some things that were more aggressive, that were more angering them. They were clearly just trying to hurt people. And she said, why are you posting these things? Not the things I posted recently, but why are you posting Things that are just going to rile people up. What does it do for you? Who are you trying to talk to? And does this make you feel better? And first of all, did it make me feel better? No. It just let me get anger out. What was I trying to do? I was yelling. I was yelling at whoever would listen because I felt like whoever would listen maybe has the ability to reach the people that don't care. Because the unfortunate thing is that I don't can. I don't engage with the people that don't care. They don't care. So they're not going to look to me or listen to me. But maybe someone that does engage with them can make them understand that this is not a situation of 
someone being in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is not the situation of, well, if they hadn't have did anything or if they had listened, they will be okay. This is a situation where the police, the people that are paid to protect us are the most terrified of us. They determine within 10 to 30 seconds that a black body is a threat, that it is better to eliminate this supposed threat than to possibly allow them to explain themselves and prove themselves innocent to be a threat to them later. Whoo, man. This is, this is a really terrible, terrible week. And I don't have the um, stamina to engage with a lot of people about this. So I really am happy to have this platform to engage on some level. We need to address why people are afraid. We need to help people understand that they are afraid. Your subconscious bias has created this fear that you are not willing to allow yourself to uh, accept. Because I say this to you, and I say this in general in a way, I say this because so many people are going to hear this or whoever listens to this will think about it and say they've never been afraid because of someone's blackness. And that's because they haven't thought about it critically enough. Because I guarantee you, we've all been there. Everybody. And that's not just, that's not because you are inherently an evil person, but that's because that's how society has trained us to view blackness as a threat, as an other, as a perpetually negative blight on society that to for them to be better they need to they need to separate themselves from what is defined as blackness when blackness is beautiful blackness is joy blackness is something to be admired and something to be respected but we have been trained from young age to accept blackness as a threat as improper and we need to address that but we're not going to address that any longer I need to get that out because I just heard about Adam Toledo and I need more people to be mad and I need more people to be engaged and I need more people to be willing to ruin some relationships over this because if you, if people don't, I ask because like, I want them to look at me. People that supposedly care about me should care about this because the difference between me, Dante Wright, um, the Army Lieutenant, and Adam Toledo, what is the difference? See, everyone thinks that just because they are black men, that's the only reason I care. No, it's because we are black men and we are being murdered just for being black men. They didn't do anything and I don't do anything. And it's just as easily could be me or anyone else that you care about. And if you care about them, then you need to understand you need to be engaged and engaging with people that support the people that don't care about changing the things to make this better. Anyways, that's it for this week or whenever I do another one. Thank you for letting me take a little bit back up Thank you for letting me take a little bit of myself back because I've had so much taken from my heart and my soul and my ability to focus and breathe. Until next time. Thank you.